You know, in the same way that we love to hear those kids sing, nobody loves me like Jesus and Jesus loves me, the Father in heaven loves to hear you as grown adult children sing His praises. He loves to hear you tell Him that you love Him and that you praise Him. When you sing to the Lord, He hears your voice. He's worthy of our worship. He's honored and He's glorified when His people sing His praises. I want you to picture that in your mind from now on when you come together and worship on Sunday mornings. On this Mother's Day, I want to preach to you a message from the back end of a story that we've been studying over the past couple of weeks. If you have a Bible with you today, I want to invite you to turn to John chapter 4 as we look again at the story of the woman at the well. This morning, we're going to read and dwell upon verses 21 through 30 and then verses 39 through 42. John chapter 4. The title of this sermon today is The Word of the Woman. Would you listen to God's Word beginning at John 4, 21 and follow along with me? Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. And at this point, his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek, or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Skip down to verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. The main idea I want to share with you from this section of Scripture is that hearing the truth of Jesus transforms the heart. Hearing the truth of Jesus transforms the heart. 
We can see that plainly and clearly with the Samaritan woman at the well of Sychar and her personal interaction with the Lord Jesus Christ some 2,000 years ago. My hope this morning is that you won't just hear Jake's sermon, but that you'll hear the Lord Jesus Himself speak to your heart through the truth of His Word. And that that truth will transform your own heart. So let's take a closer look at how hearing the truth of Jesus transformed this woman's heart and how hearing the truth of Jesus can transform your heart today. First, I want you to notice Jesus' word to the woman. What He said to her. How He spoke to her. In verses 21 through 27. As we noted just a week ago, this Samaritan woman was alienated socially. She visited the well in the middle of the day by herself because she was broken as well. She had five failed marriages. and She was at that time living with a man who was not her husband. Not only was she alienated and broken, but she was confused spiritually. She had grown up as a Samaritan believing that only the first five books of the Old Testament were the actual inspired words of God. She was also taught that Mount Gerizim, not the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, was the only legitimate place to worship the one true God. But instead of alienating her like everyone else did, Jesus approached her, even in spite of breaking social taboos. As a Jew, he was speaking to a Samaritan. As a man, he was having a private conversation with a woman. Everybody say, oh. This would have been a big deal. But Jesus wanted to speak with her. Instead of hurting her even more by throwing stones at the already broken pieces of her life, He gathered all of the broken pieces of her heartache together to restore and redeem her. Instead of leaving her in a state of spiritual confusion, as had many other religious teachers that she had heard throughout her life, Jesus deposited the truth into her mind in a way that she could understand, in a way that it would germinate and take root And bring forth fruit in her life. And she responded to Jesus' words to her with genuine conviction instead of general confusion. Jesus revealed himself to this woman as the long anticipated anointed one of God, come to set people free from the bondage of their sin. He says very plainly in verse 26 I who speak to you. Am He. We supply the pronoun He in our English translations. In the original text of the New Testament, it simply says, I who speak to you am. In other words, I am the I am. The Father who is seeking such people to worship Him is showing you that He loves you and wants a relationship with you through me being here today. I who speak to you. And the Christ and the Messiah. I'm the anointed one of God. I'm God in human flesh, come to save you and set you free. That was what this woman 
got to hear from the Lord Jesus himself. I want you to understand that when Jesus spoke to this woman, she heard the truth and saw the light for the very first time in her life. The reason that Jesus left heaven's throne to come to earth was so that he could transform broken human hearts with his grace and for his glory. That's what he did for the Samaritan woman at the well of Sychar. And that's what he wants to do for you today in Walnut Ridge. You may be alienated, broken, confused, or any other number of things. But the Lord Jesus Christ wants to speak to your heart to transform you from the inside out. He will only do that if you hear His voice and respond to Him in faith. The Bible simply tells us this, that we are all sinners and we fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 You might have had several failed marital relationships like this woman at the well. You might have done some really bad, horrible things in your life. You might have just told a white lie and you may compare yourself to others and think, well, I'm better than so and so. But the truth is, every single one of us, when we think, say, do, or don't do something that dishonors God, we have sinned and we fall short of His glory. Because we fall short of the glory of God, we receive a punishment. Romans 6.23 tells us what that punishment is. It says, for the wages of sin is death. Physical death, but also spiritual and eternal death. Separation from God forever. That's bad news. But the Bible goes on to give us the good news. The rest of Romans 6.23 says this, but the free gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.8 says this, But God demonstrated His love for us in this way, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the Bible tells us how we can receive this free gift that God has offered through His Son, Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes. With the mouth, a person confesses. It results in salvation and righteousness. Romans 10.13 says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Those words from the book of Romans are not my words. That's God's word. Would you hear it today and let it just sink in and soak into your heart and your mind? The Lord Jesus is speaking to you and wants you to be saved and set free from your sin. Hearing the truth of Jesus transforms the heart. Now I want you to notice in the second section of this story how hearing the truth of Jesus also transforms the heart. We don't just note that Jesus was speaking to the woman. We also see that Jesus spoke through the woman. 
Notice in verses 28 through 30, Jesus' word through the woman. She had originally come to Jacob's well that day in order to draw water and fill her pot, maybe to drink or to use for some household chores. Jesus had come to Jacob's well that day to give her living water that would become within her a fountain of living water springing up to eternal life so that she would never thirst again. When Jesus shared the truth about himself with her, And she responded to that conviction in her heart with genuine faith. Some strangely ironic things happened. And Scripture records them for us. Notice in verse 28, she left her water pot at the well. Isn't that kind of funny? Why do you take a water pot to the well? You get water? Where do you, what do you do with the water pot after you fill it up with water? You take it home, don't you? Anybody ever done something like that before? You go to the store and you get there and you leave without getting what you came for? There we go, Randy. That's why Rhonda's going to send you back to the store this afternoon, right? Hey, listen. When that woman left the well that day, she left her water pot there. Because she had something more than just water in a jar. She had living water. Her empty heart had been filled. Her soul had been satisfied by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Not only did that happen, she went back into the city in a very public fashion. Keep in mind, this is the same woman who had gone to the well by herself in the middle of the day when all the other women were going together in the early morning before it got hot outside. She was trying to avoid people. People really probably wanted to avoid her too. But she went back into the city and began to tell the men of the city. Maybe some of those leaders, those judges at the city gate. About this man that she had just met. And maybe their initial reaction was, oh, here we go again. She said, no, 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 you you don't understand. This guy has told me everything I've ever done. I'm telling you guys, he, I thought he was just a prophet. I, I think he may be the Christ, the Messiah himself. No longer were people preaching to her their thoughts about spirituality. She herself was sharing the truth with everybody around her. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that amazing? And she was apparently no longer ashamed of the sin in her life that had left her alienated and broken. Did you notice what she said in verse 29? Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Oftentimes when your sin is that public, you try to hide it. But you can't. But when you come to the Lord Jesus... He knows it all. And you know what he does? Hey, I I remember when you said that. I know when you thought that. I know exactly when you did that. But the book of Hebrews says that he adds their sins and lawless deeds together and remembers them no more. Just think about that. An all-knowing God, a Savior, 
who can't let anything go by without knowing it, forgets your sin because he forgives you. Pretty powerful day for that woman, wasn't it? And she just begins to share openly, honestly. She's admitting the wrong that she's done. When she hadn't ever wanted to talk about it before, now she's saying, hey, listen, this guy told me everything that I ever did. I know I'm a sinner, but he can save me. He can save you. She realized that God already knew all of the wrong she had done and still loved her anyways. If you've been saved by the grace of God, then you have a a story to share with others. And when you share the story of how Jesus' truth has transformed your life, the Lord Jesus speaks through you. It's an amazing blessing. It's a wonderful thing. Did you guys hear the kids sing Jesus Loves Loves Me this morning? Were you paying attention to that? Uh, You guys know that song, right? I mean, I could ask you to sing it right now if I wanted to, but some of you guys are looking at me like, please don't. You could sing it. I know you'd sing it well. We know the words. We've grown up hearing it. I remember one night at Awana several years ago when I was the uh, interim pastor here, and I was helping out with a game time. We had an Awana game we were playing, and each one of the kids had to sing the chorus of Jesus Loves Me before they got to run their lap around the game circle. And, you know, I just gave them those instructions. They were lined up and ready to go. I blew the whistle. The first kid started singing Jesus Loves Me and taking off. And all of a sudden, this kid on the blue team down in the corner was just standing there. He was talking and arguing with one of the other kids that was there. And his buddy that was arguing with him came up to me and said, Jake, I don't know what to do. And he kind of had this puzzled expression. He was almost in panic. He said, this kid doesn't know Jesus loves me. I said, what? And it hit me. This was one of the children that we were picking up on our van routes on Wednesday nights. Even a lot of those kids know Jesus loves me, even if they've not spent much time in church. But this kid in particular didn't just know, not know the words of Jesus loves me, He had never heard the song. Nine years old. And he'd never heard Jesus Loves Me. That's in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. You know what his friend got to do that night? Along with me, we got to teach him the words, Jesus Loves Me. You know, nine-year-old boys might think that that's cheesy. The truth is it's not. For the first time in his life, he got to hear the words of that song. Jesus was speaking through his friend into his life. Hear me and listen to me, church. There may be a lot of people around us that know the words to the song, Jesus Loves Me. But they might not truly know that Jesus loves them. When you... As an ambassador of the kingdom of Christ, go and tell them, I want you to meet a man who's changed my life from the inside out. He knows everything that I have ever done, and he loves me anyways. And he loves you too, and he'll save you and set you free. There is no greater blessing in life than you will experience 
than leading someone else to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear me? I know that's a big statement, but trust me, there is no greater blessing than you'll know in life than to lead someone else to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been saved. Man, it's wonderful. I can remember at six years old giving my heart to the Lord. I remember following up with baptism on a January Sunday night at North Hills Baptist Church in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey, listen, I can remember the day that I got married at Longview Heights Baptist Church in Olive Branch, Mississippi, July 26, 2008. Got it right, Steph. Be proud of me. That was a great day. It was a blessing. It was a day filled with joy. I can remember the days that my children were born at NEA Baptist Hospital in Jonesboro. All five of them. They're a blessing. Our quiver's full. There's no more room in there, all right? rest of you are going to have to catch up. As wonderful as all of those days and times have been in my life, can I tell you, even as much as I love my kids, as much as I love my wife, as much as I love the Lord Jesus and Him saving me from my sins, the times when somebody comes to know Jesus are the greatest moments of blessing in my entire life. And there are far too many of you that have never experienced the greatest blessing there is in life. Statistics a few years ago was that one out of every 53 Southern Baptists leads somebody to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. It's pretty sad, isn't it? We stop and think about it. There's no greater blessing to lead somebody else to the Lord Jesus than for Jesus to speak through you into somebody else's life. That's pretty sad. You know what that means? We've got a pretty big crowd here today. It probably means that three or four of you, statistically speaking, know the blessing of leading someone else to Jesus Christ. Hey guys, I'm not fussing at you. I'm just telling you, you're missing something great and wonderful. Say, Jake, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. Tell them who you were before you knew Jesus. Tell them how you came to know Jesus and tell them the difference that Jesus has made in your life. Those verses that I shared with you out of the book of Romans earlier. Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, Romans 5.8, Romans 10, 9 and 10 and 13. Memorize those and share them with somebody. I'm telling you, there is no reason... For Jesus not to speak through you if he has spoken to you and you've come to know him. Wouldn't it be awesome and amazing if every single one of the church members here at First Baptist Walnut Ridge took Jesus' word seriously? When he said in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Several years ago, the Lord kind of got a hold of my heart over that passage. And I was like, man, are we really doing that as believers? And I challenged you as church members to share the gospel with somebody. I challenge you not to just share the gospel with somebody so that they came to know the Lord, but to follow up with those people who had repented of their sins and come to faith in Christ and to baptize them. Do you know in the New Testament, 
There is no place in Scripture where it says the pastor has to do all the baptizing. You go find it if you want to. It ain't there. Do you know that there's no place in Scripture where it says that the preacher and the staff members have to do all the baptizing? Look all you want to, it's not there. You know what Jesus told his disciples, each and every one of them in Matthew 28? Go make disciples, go baptize, and go teach. The Lord Jesus wants to speak through you. And when he speaks through you, something amazing begins to happen. People's hearts are transformed. Maybe you've heard Jesus' voice speak to your heart today. But maybe you haven't been allowing Jesus' voice to speak through you. Would you hear the truth of Jesus so that it will transform your heart to take the gospel to others around you? Now we're going to skip down to verses 39 through 42 and take a look at the third section of this story. In these verses, we note how this one woman hearing the truth of Jesus did not just transform her heart, it also transformed the hearts of others. I want you to see in verses 39 through 42, Jesus' word throughout the world. Jesus' word throughout the world. One of the most wonderful verses in this entire story is verse 39. Look at it again with me. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. What a blessing it must have been for a woman, that particular woman who had been through such brokenness and maybe even perhaps had broken the lives of others through adulterous affairs to now be able to share the good news of Jesus that could make men whole. Maybe even some of the same guys she talked to were ex-husbands. Maybe some of the same ladies in that city who listened to her words were some of the same ones who had been hurt because she had cheated with their husbands. Because she believed in Jesus and told other people around her about Jesus, their lives were changed. Their hearts were transformed. This whole area that was upside down was now turned right side up. Jesus stayed there for two days and preached to people. And many came to believe in Jesus. Because Jesus spoke to this woman and Jesus spoke through this woman, Jesus spoke throughout that part of the world. In fact, the Samaritan men went back to this woman in verse 22 and said, Now we believe not just because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I want to share with you a story in our own day and time that in some ways mirrors this episode in John chapter 4. I've shared this story with some of you already. Bryson Long, our children's minister, knows it very well because he and I were able to meet uh, this woman. I think we have a picture on the screen so that you can see her. This is Mema Tabiso from Jojoba Lesotho. And her son, Tabiso. Why don't you take a good look at this lady with her wide brim hat standing out in front of the Katsi Reservoir. Her arm around her son. She's smiling and he's smiling. I want to tell you about this lady. 
this lady was the meanest woman in Jojoba. Like, this is, this is what people called her. She is the meanest woman in Jojoba. That's what people in the village called. That's how they knew her. And one day, this sweet little girl from Mississippi came visiting the village of Jojoba. Her name was Allison. She began to talk with Mema Tabiso about the Lord Jesus Christ. And Mema Tabiso is a, there's no politically correct way to say this. She's a rather large woman. She could take you down, guys. Don't mess with her, I'm telling you. And little Allison may, may have been about this tall, shorter than Bryson. I mean, I'm talking, she's short. And she's little, skinny as a twig, but with the boldness and courage of an ambassador of the kingdom, Allison went into Mema Tabiso's house and began to study the Bible with her and to share about the Lord Jesus Christ. And would you know that the heart of the meanest woman in Jojoba was transformed by the truth of Jesus Christ? Mema Tabiso came to know the Lord. Her son Tabiso came to know the Lord. He has served as a pastor of a small church in Lesotho. He's going to university in the capital city of Maseru right now. Mema Tabiso didn't just come to know the Lord. She also has been telling other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Personally evangelizing her friends, neighbors. In fact, she's not just known as the meanest woman in Jojoba in Jojoba. The other villages that we went to where she had cousins, they knew her as the meanest woman in Jojoba. And she would share the gospel with them. Talk to them about how Jesus had transformed her life. No longer was there hatred and anger on her countenance. There's a huge smile on her face because her heart is overflowing with joy. She has led numerous people to the Lord Jesus Christ. She's become a translator for mission teams from the United States that go over and share the gospel with people. In fact, the day that Bryson and Stan Burleson and I went to a village called Mama Howe to share the gospel with the entire village, do you want to know who translated our message from English to Susutu? The former meanest woman of Jojoba. This picture was taken the day that her son, Tabiso, got to perform his first baptism. Listen to me, folks. If the Lord Jesus speaks to your heart and you listen and respond in faith, and then if you allow the Lord Jesus to speak through you to other people, Jesus will speak throughout the whole world so that people come to know him. It is amazing to see what happens. When you hear the truth of Jesus, it transforms the heart. So here's a few questions for you today in closing. I want to ask you if you have heard the truth of Jesus. Have you heard about Jesus? Do you know who He is and what He's done for you? If you don't, I hope that you've listened to God's word today. Jesus wants to save you from your sins. 
He wants to know you as His own and He wants you to know Him as His own. Second question for you is this. Who told you about Jesus? Do you have a pastor? Maybe a mother, a grandmother, an uncle, a Sunday school teacher, a friend, a teammate, a teacher, a coach? Who told you about the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you tell God thank you for speaking to your heart through that person? Or maybe it was multiple people for speaking to your heart through those people. And would you just think about the difference they made in your life and how you could make that same difference in the lives of others if you'd let Jesus speak through you. And the last question I want to ask you is this. Whom have you told about Jesus? And if you kind of want to hang your head in shame and go, Jacob, man, I, I don't know. I guess I'll give you one more question. Who are you going to tell about Jesus? Who are you going to speak to about the Lord Jesus Christ this afternoon? Maybe a family member sitting around the dinner table. Who are you going to talk to about Jesus when you go back to school tomorrow? Maybe that punk kid that nobody wants to spend any time with. Because he's broken. He just needs to know Jesus. Who are you going to tell about Jesus this week when you go back to work? Maybe that lady that's going through a really hard time that just needs the love of the Lord in her life. Who are you going to tell about Jesus? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? In just a moment, you're going to hear and sing a song of invitation. We have this song of invitation in our worship services so that you can respond to the Lord as He's spoken to your heart. Maybe you're here today and the truth of Jesus has never transformed your heart. You've never personally believed that He died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. You've never named Him the Lord of your life. Would you hear Him call to you today and respond in faith? Maybe you're here this morning and you, you want to cry tears of joy because you're so thankful for a dad or for an aunt or for somebody who told you about Jesus so that you could be saved from your sins, would you just pray and thank God for them? And would you think about how you can also share the good news of Jesus with others so that they can come to know Him? And then I want you to think about whom you've told about Jesus. If they've come to know Christ... Pray that they'll grow in their faith. If they still haven't responded to Jesus yet, in the repentance of sins, in the confessing of Him as Lord, would you pray again that the Holy Spirit would work in their lives and that God would give you another opportunity to share with them? If you're here and you are a Christian, but you have not yet shared the gospel of Christ so that somebody comes to know Jesus, would you be bold and brave enough to just pray something like this? God, would you put somebody right in the middle of my life so that you can speak through me so that their heart can be transformed by the truth of Christ?